This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Pull up a Bloody Mary, a mimosa, or some prune juice. Does he have some magic in him? Knicks drops back. And get a serving of Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and other hot menu items. Underneath, touchdown, Ducks! Wow! This is Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Oh! Off the upright! And good! He kissed it in! On the Odyssey app and 1080. All these things are true. I wouldn't lie. I, I don't lie to you guys, baby. The fan. Hour number two, Sports Sunday. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher here, 1080 The Fan. You can listen live on the Odyssey app. What is it, 99.5 HD2? Something like that. You got that uh, fancy stuff in your car or, or a fancy HD radio in the home? I don't know if anybody has those, but yeah, is remember, that a thing? Remember home entertainment systems? They used to have like... Oh, yeah. A CD player and a tape deck and all that jazz. Came with all the speakers, too. Yeah, for all the younger people, a tape is <laughs> something that you put, it's a cassette, and you put it into, it looks like a little mini, mini, mini iPad, <laughs> iPod, you know. iPods are something that you used to put music <laughs> on to <laughs> listen to while you're working out. Oh, God, now I'm old. Uh, a Zoom is something that's a little bit bigger than the a Zoom, not Zoom. <laughs> yeah, a Zoom is a MP3 player that died in a matter of years. Man, I just, I just gotta say, I know we got a lot of show left, but man, how lucky were we to be able to kind of see how the way technology is really kind of advanced and kind of, you know, which I guess is good and bad. You we're know, there's, we're, we're on the both sides of it. Actually, absolutely, you know, right in the thick of both of it, right? You yeah. know, so um, there was a time for all you younger folks out there where we used to have to what they call pirate music, and instead of actually buying the song or buying the album, we just go to LimeWire or uh, Kazaa. <laughs> how, how else will uh you know, napster a yeah ton of viruses on your computer absolutely it was man. worth it it was it was worth it man to get that new kanye with some uh those computers are fine now new new jay-z new jay-z <laughs> do remember yeah, with all, all dj tags off produced, every uh, single song god what uh, a time um so i saw this on text line i wanted to bring it up as Blazers fan, as a Blazers fan, it feels like we know this Denver team really well, and the rest of the country is finally discovering a Joker and the Nuggets. I mean, they I'd say the rest of the country knew that they were good, but we had definitely 
have put in more time and more hours watching this team than others just because, yeah, they're in the same division. And just me personally, I've mentioned that one of my best friends is a huge Nuggets fan, and I can't tell you the amount of Nuggets games that I've watched and conversations I've had uh, about the Nuggets and Carmelo Anthony and Chauncey Phillips and Nikola Jokic and just everything. So I'm very familiar with this Nuggets team. Also, as Blazer fans, too, having that series with them a few years ago that went seven games. um, That was in 2019, seeing that team then. That's how we're pretty familiar with them. And to me, I don't know what it is about this team because people are starting to make those Spurs comparisons between this team and them. And is it because it's like, oh, it's because nobody watches them during the regular season and they're actually really, really good and nobody knew it. Is that why? Or is it just because of the style of Jokic and the Spurs? And also just as Blazer fans, like, how do you feel about seeing the Nuggets be in the finals? Because... There are certain ways that teams get to the finals that I appreciate more than others. The Warriors, after they got Kevin Durant, don't like that. Trying to build a super team like the Heat, don't like that. The Nuggets, who have been through it with Jokic and Murray for, what, five seasons now, six seasons, and building around those two and it paying off, I love this team. I mean, I I love how they play. I love their head coach. So as a Blazers fan, it kind of sucks to see the a team so close to you in your division go this far, but you appreciate the way they play basketball and their star players in the coach, and that's why I love this Nuggets team. I hate it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, this is how most Blazer fans like. Well, actually, I'll take that back. Most Blazer fans don't feel like that. I think most of them probably feel um, like they don't really care. They just, you know, they don't really care about Denver. I care because, like I said, it's a team from our division a team that we've really in some ways struggled, you know, to, to keep up with, you know, in a lot of ways, even when they had Carmelo, they were better than us and they were going to the conference finals and they were, you know, compete going to the second round, even with Carmelo, that was some years ago. And we haven't been able to really have that, that level of, of success from there. But no, I think in the same way I felt about Phoenix, like it sucks to watch teams that struggled with us. And in some cases, weren't as good as us and then to watch them turn around and be where they are yeah it hurt it hurt to watch phoenix go to the finals a couple of years ago against milwaukee and almost looked like they were about to win and in certain i think they didn't they go up 2-0 oh gosh that milwaukee series i'd yeah. have to go back and remember I, I think they i think they went up 2-0 or something like that or they were down early and still you know milwaukee was able to, to come back or um and kind of win that series but no it it's and i think one of the reasons that uh, people aren't really talking about it because it is Spurs basketball. Phoenix led 2-1 in that series yeah, and, and then, then lost they, yeah. three straight. So, I'm, and I think people, it is uh, it is Spurs basketball. You know, there's not a lot of excitement, you know, about it as far as, like, how they run. And there, there's moments, of course, and if you have a Manu Ginobili, which is kind of like a Jamal Murray who can make these crazy shots and hit these crazy threes and stuff like that, like, that's an exciting part. But for the most part, the Spurs were never considered a fun team to watch, right? They're just kind of, you know, it's just basketball as usual. That's what it is for this for this Denver team. You know, there's not a lot of bells and whistles to it. You know, there's not a lot of flash to what Jokic does. The, the flashiest thing Jokic does is his passing, right? You know what I mean? Being able to pass like that behind his back. I know he had the one pass where he kind of, like, hit it like a four square. I was like, oh, that was pretty dope. Like, that's, a, like, that's the most exciting thing, you know, about Jokic, though, as uh, as a passer, you know. But other than that, 
him getting to the rack. There's not like crazy moves that he's doing once he gets to the to the hoop, man. It's just like uh, stumble into you, kind of toss it up, buckets. Like that's just kind of what he is. And so I think a lot of people see that and it's like, oh, this is boring. You know, we want to see run and gun. Athleticism. We want to see, you know, guys jumping out the gym. And a lot of times that's not the team that wins the championship. Nasty dribbles, you yeah. know, someone just saucing it up and yeah. then step back three. Bam, and, and, you know. and a lot of times that's not what wins a championship. It has been lately because of what we've seen Steph and Clay and all those boys do in Golden State. But historically that hasn't been how you win championships. And there's a really old school feel to this Denver team. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, you got a, you know, a big and a and a a guard or a perimeter player on the one end. You've got a bunch of guys, they're like almost 3 and D guys you can kind of uh, pair around there. You've got a guy in Aaron Gordon who you don't expect him to get you 20 points or anything like that. So when he does, it's a pleasant surprise. Like cool. Like that's just icing on the top of the cake and and a cherry, you know, if if you really want to do that. So um yeah, I think there's a really old school feel to this Denver team. And which kind of might be why they're not getting um, the love in, in a league that's really all about analytics. And what do the analytics say? You're either getting a dunk or you're getting a three-pointer. You know, and here's a team that's really showing they can do it in a bunch of different ways. And I think that's, you know, people don't really – they say they like basketball, but this is, this is basketball one-on-one if you're really watching the, the Nuggets play. So on the text line, we have someone say, meh, it's good to see a different team win in the NBA, which I always love parody, so I'm a fan of that as well. I love seeing things that I've never seen before. That's a good one. Uh, Raptors winning it, the Bucks winning it, um, this Nuggets team winning it possibly. Uh, <laughs> they go on to say, I'm personally just pissed at Blazer management wasting Dame career away. It's like, yeah, I guess that's a good point, you know, just sitting here. It's like you can be mad at the Nuggets, but kind of look at your own house and see where the problems are. I uh, heard, heard a good line this week that anger is not a natural human emotion, and it usually manifests in, um, you know, sadness or jealousy or um, disappointment within yourself. And so, you know, to be mad at the Nuggets being there, it's just like, well, don't, don't, be, don't be mad. Be better. I don't think it's a thing about being mad that they're there as much as it is being frustrated that, your team is still so far yeah, away. Yeah. You know, I, I think if the Blazers had finished in the, in the second round of the playoffs. We were just, quote, unquote, beating this yeah. team four years ago. Yeah, and now right? where are they and where are we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, if this were another thing to where the Blazers were at least getting into the second round, had a tough series that they lost 4-2 or something like that, it would probably be a little easier to, to get over the fact that Denver or, or Phoenix or whomever is just so good. But the fact that we're, we're floundering right now as a franchise we don't even know if we can get a new owner at this point or if we will get a new owner and then you look on the other end and they are thriving you know and we one thing we forget is who did we get who did we get Nurkic from oh yeah the Denver Nuggets because they were trying to decide because they uh, had the second round dude named Jokic that was like uh, man we might not need him anymore yeah that's we can let him go that's right you can have him and Mason Plum they're like hey this Quesarito actually ended up turning out mm. to be a pretty good NBA player. Oh my player. gosh! What do you what do you what do you know? And all of a sudden, like now, fast forward, you know, six years, however long Nurkic has been here, um, we're begging to get him out of the, out of town, and Jokic is lifting two MVP trophies and more than likely an NBA championship. You know, and that by the end of Monday. Okay. All right. Enough of this depressing stuff about the Blazers and management and the team trying to sell and. 
owners trying to get billions of dollars and people who run businesses trying to get billions of dollars. Let's talk about the PGA and the Saudis, okay? Wait. Uh, I, wait a minute. What? <laughs> That's better. Oops. I thought I said we weren't going to talk about that. But uh, I have the RBC Canadian right in front of me on the TV. Next week is the U.S. Open. And it's, uh, it's a bit of an awkward uh, situation, to say the least. I think that is, like, very saying the absolute least about what has gone on with the PGA this week and what will be going forward. So, uh I'm intrigued to hear what Rashad has to say about that after missing him last week. Well, hell, I think this news broke on Monday. Yeah, I was on my way into work. Damn near ran my car off the road when the when I saw the news. But uh, we'll get to that next. Uh, we also got a couple other things to get to here in the final hour. So let's get going. Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Uh, Well, the PGA Tour has a lot of problems. Money problems is not one of them anymore. (laughs) No, I think they're good now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think they are because it was announced earlier this week that the PGA Tour... The public investment fund of the Saudi Arabian government and the DP World Tour, which I don't know what DP stands for. I was going to say the what? <laughs> I hope it's Dr. Pepper. Okay. <laughs> um, but they will be joining a conglomerate together, essentially funded by the public investment fund and There'll be one big umbrella company that is, owns the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour and the DP World Tour, and everybody goes home happy, right? <laughs> uh, well, not everybody, because last year, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, was literally using families of uh, 9-11 as a talking point as to why you shouldn't do business with Live and the uh, Saudi Arabian government and public investment fund. And why don't you know it? Literally like a year later, Rashad, I'm not even kidding you a year Mm -hmm. later. He is taking their money and now is uh, the CEO of whatever this to be named uh, organization is going to be. And makes a lot of people look stupid in this, including a lot of the players who stayed loyal to the PGA tour, who did not take paychecks um, and offers from the live tour and now are kind of sitting there with egg on their face and, like I said, look pretty stupid thanks to this guy. And uh, (laughs) whether it's good for golf, bad for golf, we'll find out. Uh, Like I said, money ain't an issue anymore for them, but it puts a huge stain on the tour going going forward. This is why I'm never one for people going on their self-righteous, like, they don't do this, and how how could they dare do all this? Like he spent, like literally, they spent PGA spent two years just going bad on Live. Like any time that they could say have a bad thing to say about Live, PGA made sure that they came out. And mind you, I'm not gonna say rightfully so, but I mean, I understand. You know, like I think, and I think we all, I mean, this understand is, what Liv's it is. Tour, We're adults, like yeah. Live tour started last year, man. So it's been literally just a year of this. I mean, so, those, those first quotes from Phil talking about joining with the Saudis, a league with them, that was, yeah, about springtime that happened around March, April of last year. So, I mean, this has only been a, a year ordeal 
And I know people have been sp- spending time talking about sports washing and all type of stuff like that and what that means and saying the Saudi government was doing that as well. And PGA kind of, you know, they jumped on. I think a lot of that was sour grapes because uh, this brand new league came in and basically took some of your top golfers. And they were like, man, regardless of what it is, this is what you're going to get paid. I mean, so do you mean to tell me I don't have to have a top 10 finish to be able to make this type of money? Cool. I'm out. Like, I mean, that I think that's – and for any golfer, I think that's an easy decision, is it not? Like, some up-and-coming league is coming to you and like, hey, hey, Joe, man, I know you're really good at this, but, you know, if you come here, we'll pay you double that and you won't have to worry about finishing within the top 15 or 20. Like, word? Okay. I'm gone. Like, that was a pretty easy decision for most of them. And I think what it is now is with – was it the um, was it the U.S. Open or the Open Championship? That was a couple of weeks ago, and they allowed – and they allowed the uh, the live golfers to come to come and compete in that. Was that was that the op- the Open Championship? Uh, I mean, last year or no, this just year? a few I mean, weeks ago. I mean, we just had the PGA Championship. Yeah, yeah, PGA. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, ago. just a few weeks ago. Yeah, and so I think they see that man, we can probably make more money with them and with these top golfers than we will without them. And so it's hard to build, for especially for golf, it's hard to build new stars. It takes a while for them to build. Uh, a new star. Rory is a star now, but remember when he first came, it was like, oh, man, the up-and-coming guy and everything. Now he's like one of the names. Granted, winning everything. four majors in like a two-year span. Of course, that'll help, that'll but... that'll do it for you. But even if Rory doesn't win again, like he's still a name based on those four wins in, the, in that two, those two years, right? That's you exactly know? what's happening. He hasn't won. No, he hasn't. <laughs> and, but, but yet and still, like he's still a name that, that people guy, would want to yeah. come and see. And so, I, like I said, it's, it's tough for golfers to really get in that position to win four, you know, uh, majors or whatever, and then turn around and not do much else, and then you still have that name. So I think Liv comes out looking like, you know, almost like I told you so. Like, I mean, we we knew what we were doing in the first place, and then the most prestigious, arguably most prestigious league in all of sports, the PGA, was like, man, I think we got to follow suit. Like, we're going to make more money together than apart. You know, it's one of those enemy of my enemy is my friend you know, type thing. And that's what's going on right now with PGA and Liv. So, like I said, a little bit of egg on their face. I think it's kind of funny, but, oh, you know, I, I mean, I think it's hilarious. Like, I, was, you, I was laughing at first, too. I was like, seriously, oh you, you spend time talking all this ish about, you know, about the other plays and how unethical and everything it is. And then you couldn't wait to get in bed with them the minute they got the, op- you got the opportunities to. So, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. They're like, wait, why are we buying all these golfers? Why don't we just buy them? Yeah, like that seriously, seems, that seems a lot easier. Yeah, just name name your price, and I guess what? Like my one of my favorite wrestlers uh, used to say all the time, everybody has a price, you know. So I mean, you can put it up there, and more than likely, Jody Jody's got a price too. And when when Phil decides to come up off that on that price, then I think we'll have new owners of the Blazers. But yeah, I think everyone has a price, and PGA just shows what theirs is. So I believe there was also an article from uh, Jay Monahan of uh, the PGA Tour that basically said that uh, PGA Tour's inability to win spending war led to merger. So it it came down to the dollars, man. It was uh, also the legality when they were in uh, court with Liv and the PIF going over uh, just the lawsuits that were against each other. They probably were uncovering some stuff that it was like, okay, PGA... You aren't exactly like <laughs> you aren't absolved from this. Like, turns out the DB World Tour, where they are holding some of their tournaments, uh, Middle East, Qatar, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, you know, it's 
I felt like, yeah, it was a little disingenuous behind the scenes is that it was like, well, actually, a lot of your sponsors actually do work over there. And yeah. a lot of you do work over there. You can't pick the, and choose I, about like what's what's good money, what's bad money. And I think that's one of those you know elitist things, but PGA um, potentially like, you know, the Euro leagues as far as soccer and stuff like that. Like, yeah, man, very, there's a lot of money tied up in those things. And with a lot of money, there means there's somebody there that's, you know, getting money for some pretty, um, unsavory people. Well, and so I feel like the obvious unfortunate lesson from all this was that money trumps all and ends up winning out in the end. But this whole situation with PGA and live and these golfers, I just feel that there has to be, and what's evolved from it now that they're working together, there has to be a lesson that you have to be careful about kind of like what you said, Rashad is going so hard on an opinion and believing in one thing because there's gray area in life. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of context in life. Mm -hmm. It can't just be, a or B. It's got to be like, well, there's A and C, and there's B in the middle yeah, like there that gives us there, that story. Murkier, like, but yeah. You know, it's, and that's what, you know, just myself personally witnessing all this and trying to figure out, like, all right, well, like I went to the Live Tour last year in Oregon last year. Why did I go that go to that? Was it because I love the idea of Live in a 54-hole format and, oh, these guys are doing it right? No, it's because I got a free ticket to watch some of the best golfers in the world. That was the reason I went and watched it. And I told a couple weeks ago, it's like, I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to be watching their tournaments online. It's, But now it's like, all right, well, now they have their money in PGA Tour. So what are you going to do there? Right. It, it's, yeah. it just made it a very, is, like I said, you have to really think about like, all right, I can make exceptions here in my life. And kind of other. turn the blind eye, but some I can't. Yeah, like if you start doing what we did with Live and PGA Tour with every brand and everything that we've associated with in our lives, you're gonna have a very stressful <laughs> way and, to go about life. And to be real, they're using each other. Let's just be let's just be completely honest. The Live tournaments is like one the CW or whatever yeah. tournament, whatever. Yeah, like that's that's not gonna get you any eyes. Yeah. No eyeballs there. However, the PGA, yeah, that's on that's on coin. You know what I'm saying? Or that's on CBS or that's on the really the, the, the major uh, channels that you want to be on, like those primetime channels. And so, yeah, I think they're using each other. And then, of course, man, PGA, man, we don't have money. Well, guess what? Liv has tons of it. So, yeah, you know, they, they, they help each other out right now. One hand washes the other, and that's what's happening right now with Liv and PGA. <sighs> it's disappointing. It's disappointing. But they didn't buy the game of golf which is great. No. <laughs> the game of golf is not owned by the public investment fund, so uh, uh, I also put it out there. If anybody has an extra tea time later today, you know, maybe around like noon, 1230, somewhere around there, anybody that's listening and they need someone to fill that, I'm your guy. Yeah, right. start giving us free stuff, guys. I got like, the, I, I got that. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> if you're listening, you're on a breakfast place or a steak spot. Like, come on, man. I don't, I don't know if we through. can be asking for free stuff <laughs> on the radio. Hey, we will say your they name if you give us free donations. <laughs> they are just donations. I'm just saying if someone has a tea time out there at noon, give me a call. I am ready to go. Clubs are so wait, here with me. And... You can ask for a potential $50 no, to no, no, $60 no. tea time. I'm just saying. And I, I can ask pay. for a sandwich. I will pay for the tea time. <laughs> I'm just saying I need a tea time. Gotcha. It's it's slim pickings well, Glenda, right now. Glendavere's open. I don't think so. I think all the tea times are taken somewhere. That's what I'm saying, man, is I'm I'm desperate. I'm starving over here. All right. Half hour left to go. I have uh, 
two things I want to talk about with Rashad. One of them, we we have to. We have to because, and I know you're not going to be happy about it, but we got to talk Ducks baseball. Okay. Listen, we're up against the clock, so we're not going to have to do it long. So that's your saving grace. And then I have a, a story to end the show on the last segment. <laughs> it almost feels like a uh, an Onion article when I heard about it. So the Onion, very yeah. very reliable sports source. Oh, all the time. Well, and and sometimes it's sad how. Uh, how accurate they are with some yeah. of the stuff that they post yeah. and ends up uh, and becoming And then you read true. it like a year later and it's like, oh, <laughs> I guess they were right. Exactly. So we'll get to that next, but first, Sports Center update. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. God, what a good beat. When this one starts, it's just, <laughs> I so, looked over at you, you were doing the same thing, just a little bobbed. So I was on the way in, and there was something I was going to say, and this is controversial, man. Uh-oh. It's about one Again, specific pop song. This is Rashad Taylor talking? So it's not really controversial, it's me. Um, man, <laughs> uh, I a song that everybody loves by Pac. What, do you have a song that just universally is, is loved, but you're like, man, I can't stand this song? Oh, I'm sure. It, you give me a you know, day or two, I can find it. Man, oh, I man. do not like Hail Mary. Hail Mary? I've never liked Hail Mary. It's one of the songs, since the, since the first day I heard it. Never liked it? I've never liked just, that record. Mm-hmm. I've never liked that record. It's one of those things. The minute I heard it, I was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, it's cool. But everybody else sweated it, and I was just like, the song is trash every time it's on. So yeah. I love Pac. That's the only song that I that I'm like, yeah, I don't like this song. I Everything you, else is dope. Like I said, give me a good uh, day or two. I could give you some hits over the last few years that I'm sure it's like, what? Yeah, what? Hail Mary just was playing uh, just as I pull up to the station. I was like, oh, this, this, is, this song is trash. There's some really popular rappers uh, today that I just don't understand the appeal. I get it. Um, like so, who? Um, Playboy Cardi. Like uh, okay, yeah. Um, he hasn't. I mean, he's dead now. But uh, was it XXX Tentacion Tentation? Tentacion. Yeah. I don't even know how the hell to say his name. But my God. Yeah. I mean, he was. He was good. You, were you a Juice World fan? No. Like not really. Again, like uh, Lucid Dreams. I mean, bet, the you fact- a, bet you were a Mac Miller guy, weren't you? Oh yeah. Come yeah, on. Eighteen-year-old <laughs> Joe Fish is on eighteen-year-old white yeah. rapper. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um. But yeah, I was never. I mean, Juice World. He literally got sued by Phil Call. Was it Phil Collins or? Um, I think it was maybe Sting. I think it was Sting, because he took one of his uh, like songs and somewhat copied it. Which uh, go figure. No one cares about your stupid song, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ducks baseball, man. I know you've been just chomping, plugged at the in every at bat, just really going hard for the Ducks. Yeah, man, I've, I've been uh, I've been waving my uh, my duck flag. Well, super high. Uh, for a programming note, uh, you can catch Game Three of the Ducks uh, Super Regional game against Oral Roberts. Uh, I don't know what time it's at. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it is on the fan, or maybe it's on nine ten. I don't know, but uh, either way, it will be on one of our stations. What? What channel is Ducks baseball on? I think they're putting it on like ESPN, ESPN two. I mean, there is nothing going on today, so it, I would hope it's on one of those two. It's on the Ocho. This reminds me of what I witnessed last weekend when I got home, and I turned on—I don't know what I was looking for—but 
on ESPN was pickleball. It was pickleball. They're out of things to put on TV. No, they weren't. It was, there was not things to put on TV. There was plenty. I have a list. Like, I even tweeted. I was like, how are we going to put pickleball on the damn TV? But uh, the Oregon Ducks baseball team, they came back the other night on Friday down 8-0, Rashad. I mean, jeez. I mean, you don't care about baseball, but you even know that's impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. They were, they were down 8-0 to Oral Roberts and um, came back in that one. And then yesterday they got their little hearts broken. They were up, I believe, eight to seven going into the ninth inning, and Oral Roberts uh, got the two runs and won nine to eight. It was a back uh, and forth affair all night long, and uh, so Oral Roberts, excuse me, Oral Roberts, and uh, the Oregon Ducks are now tied at one one. Sunday game time three oh six p.m. So my guess, random time. Yes, it is. Uh, my guess is that 2.30 is when the broadcast will start, and I believe it's on 9.10 ESPN Portland. Okay. Uh, because we'll be doing Sunday night baseball here on The Fan is my guess at that time. And, uh, yeah, so go, I, I guess go Ducks baseball, huh? At least it's not Beavers baseball for once. God, I am, I'm tired of those guys. Yeah, I mean, well... Yeah, this is this is. I mean, it's hard for it's hard for the Ducks for me to be like, yeah, the Ducks need more opportunities to do great. Like, well, I mean, they just have the the, mean, the storied franchise of the Ducks. You know, um, they they deserve it. All right. I mean, sure. I mean, I do you mean, know that they? I mean, yeah. You know that they got their team back back in like oh six oh seven. Yeah, it was not yeah. too not too long ago. But I mean, this is a it's, this is a great story. And your one went away from Omaha. You know, being able to go out there and. And walk away with the College World Series. Man. First like, time they beat it, going to the College World Series since like fifty something or some. That's I, I mean, know. which is huge. So yes, for for his, history's sake, like this is a this is a big deal for Ducks baseball. I don't think they're ever going to have a problem recruiting kids to play um, for the Ducks in any capacity. You know, to for so I'm. Let's uh, you know, go back to our money conversation we had. Last yeah, time. I mean, yeah, I mean, and and now that you know you play for such a a recognizable. Um, program like Oregon, like the, you know, so I'm I'm glad they're here. I'm glad because you know when when Oregon and Oregon State are always good at anything, um, the stakes are that much higher, right? So when Oregon State baseball is great and Oregon baseball is great, I can imagine that's a crazy game to go to, and I can imagine that's probably a whole lot of fun uh, to be out there in Corvallis or Eugene for one of those games. But um, they have a chance to send Oral Roberts right back to Tulsa. And uh, is that where they're from? So I had, I had a buddy of mine <laughs> out to, uh, after high school. Um, they actually went to Oral Roberts and I was like, man, where the hell is Oral Roberts? It's like it's in Oklahoma. And it's like, oh, uh, OK, there we go. So that's the only reason I know where Oral Roberts is. But um, man, they got a chance to send them home, send them packing. So far, they've been I mean, just looking from the, the box scores, they've been two amazing, amazing games, both super close. And, you know, now Oregon has a chance to. uh to punch their ticket to Omaha. Why is it in Omaha? Um, I, I, I could not tell you for the life of me. Is there a cooler place to go for, like, the College World Series? Well, like, there's a, or, yes. Or are they trying to make sure the kids don't have a good time when they're down there playing? <laughs> well, they really want them to focus on baseball. That's why they tell. send them to Omaha. <laughs> I can tell. Like, you, hey, guys, we're all going to Wyoming. Like, that's where the College World Series is going to be from now Damn on. Damn it. Like, now we know they won't have any Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. I'm always curious, like, 
Why is it there? Like, this doesn't seem like the most fun place. We're here in Billings, Montana. Seriously, you already got to be in some in in a in a probably a trap hotel somewhere or something like that. Like, so yeah, man. If you you've been on a sports trip, you know, with your teammates, play the ba- baseball, basketball, whatever the case is, and you're in some just bum ass city with nothing to do and oh, nothing yeah. and nowhere to be except for the pool or the hotel room. Like, yeah, I dated um, this uh, girl who was a trainer for a maybe a D2, D3 school or something like that. Maybe even worse. I don't Uh-oh. know. But yeah, the story, she had some stories of road trips, away trips, oh, and the sure. hotels and things that they had to be stuck with. And yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, it's not fun. Uh, Ducks have made one previous College World Series appearance, and that was in 1954. And some context for their win on Friday night, the one that they came back from 8-0. This is on the text line. Ducks' first team to win in the Super Regionals after trailing by eight or more runs, 0-96 before that. Mm. There hadn't been a team ever in the Super Regionals to come back from that deficit, and the Ducks did it. Well, congratulations, Ducks. You're already rewriting history, and uh, now you have a chance to make a little bit more for yourself. You said 56 was the last time they'd been there. Right. You know, so who, who could forget that year? <laughs> seriously, like there were so many things going on. 56, got 50, it. you know. Oh. 56 i don't know what summer what? of 56 that's the brian adams song right is it no summer of 68 69 summer of 69 that sounds way better yeah. that's, a, that's a song i'd listen to well right <laughs> yeah, there it is a nice song no but i don't know what was the top who was the president in 1956 oh i think we were uh during the dwight uh eisenhower, eisenhower yeah. yeah somewhere around there so that let's that just give some historical context how long it's how long it's been? Or right? we could have been with Ike. Yeah, that was Ike Dwight Eisenhower. That's right. That was his nickname. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, presidential term fifty three to sixty one. How about that history like, for your ass and Sports yeah, Sunday? Seriously, like man, that's when the <laughs> Oregon didn't have any black players or students at that time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, things are very very different now. So hopefully, you know, for for the hometown's sake, man, they're able to go in there and get the job done today. And uh, let's punch our ticket to Omaha. Let's go, team. I'm glad you. Use, I'm glad you used the word punch because we have one segment left, and that is a that is a word that actually describes uh, the the final final story I have for you, Rashad. Is okay. punch. Uh, the I Mi- like it. The Miami Heat. Um, they got beat in their home arena on Friday night, but they're not the only part of their franchise that got beat on Friday night. And I'll tell you what I mean by that next as we wrap it up on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. (laughs) I cannot believe the Miami Heat thought it was a good idea that during a timeout at their game for one of their, like, on-court promos, hey, let's dress up the mascot in boxing gloves and have them fake fight Conor McGregor. Because what ended up happening was Conor McGregor gives the mascot a left hook that had a good amount of power behind it, absolutely drops it, and then proceeds to give it a left punch (laughs) into the face as it's lying down on the ground. And you can see the mascot's, like, nose, like, crunch in. And sure enough, 
<laughs> the Heat mascot, Bernie, had to go to the ER after a mid-game uh, blow from Conor McGregor that uh, possibly might have given him a concussion or broken his nose. Yes, we're in the money. We're in the money. That's what I'm thinking oh if I'm God. the mascot. Because you know, the mascot needs to walk up to Conor McGregor well, and again, say... Like- <laughs> Come on, put your dukes up. Like, no, I mean, the bit is, like, the mascot has these oversized boxing gloves, and so it was supposed to be like, ah, oh, McGregor, like, jokingly punch him and knock him out, and it was like a skit. <laughs> but uh, you told a professional fighter to throw a punch. Yeah. I don't think they well, can, He's not going to, he's not like, going to pull. Hold he's back. He's not going to pull. <laughs> he's not going to pull his punch right there. And so that's, that's the risk you run. Like, I think it's tough to be a mascot. You know, there's a chance that, I mean, the Lopez brothers can get at you. Or something like that. Like, if you're a mascot, there's a there's a chance you're gonna get your ass whooped at least once, you know, doing something crazy. But, so, uh, I, not super surprising. And then again, <laughs> Conor McGregor. If we saw the boxing match, like he 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 boxes, he looks like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish symbol. Like that's that's how he looks when he's you know kind of uh, in his boxing stance. But he is a former UFC champion of the world and could absolutely break your bones. Uh, with every punch so uh so yeah i'm not super surprised but if you're the mascot like yes i want to raise or i'm suing yeah i uh i mean they said that uh burn and i love in the, all the articles i read they're referring to the mascot just as the mascot as yeah. if there isn't a real person no there's there. not they're like bernie went to the er and got checked out and bernie's fine now and needed like, you know that there is a person in there with yeah, a Yeah, what name. about Ralph? Like, <laughs> tell me tell me how Ralph is doing right now. How's the intern? Bernie's <laughs> cool. Bernie's cool. Ain't a, ain't a scratch on Bernie. Ralph, unfortunately, has a concussion and in, a broken nose. Intern has to sit in a dark room for the next two days with minimal noises because uh, Conor McGregor took it too far on a half course. You know, that was, and mind you, that was the last game of his season. That was the last game of Ralph's season, and he just happened to get a concussion. That's very true. That's man, rough. that sucks, man. Yeah, I'm going to need some. I'm going to need some hazard pay if you're going to uh, have me do this stuff. Yeah. Just saying. The Heat, man, they've taken some L's in their uh, home arena lately, right? I mean, they just lost the last two at home. A bunch of them. They yeah. lost, I mean, how many games in a row against Boston? I don't know how many of those were in Miami, but. Uh, three. Let's see. They won first three. So, one in Boston. So, they lost one in Miami and then went back to Miami, lost another one. So yeah, they've lost like four of their last eight games at home. That's uh, that's gonna be a tough feeling for your favorite team and yourself as you're watching them lose potentially the final game mm-hmm. of the season at your home arena. And so, not it's it just it hits different when it's like just happening in your home arena, right? And really, that's like, wow, this This is is over. This is how it ends, huh? And there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, can we really be that mad at Miami and eight seed for making it all the way to the finals? You know, you just said something that I'm upset you brought it up now with a minute left. But can we stop, like, calling them? I know technically they're an eight seed, but come on, man. This is essentially the same team that went to the finals a couple years ago and was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They sucked during the regular season for a good chunk, kind of fluky. They're a good team. They're not an eight seed, all right? I mean, this wasn't technically the, they were an eight This seed. wasn't the Bulls making a run or something like that, or the Hornets, okay? Yeah, no, Jimmy Butler showing he can get there. He's going to the Hall of Fame one way or the other, just based on these two finals appearances. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, uh, it's looking like the Nuggets will be the NBA Finals champions uh, by the time we are here next Sunday for Father's Day. Happy so. Father's Day. 
coming up. The fellas. You know The whole week. Yeah. Come on. Give the give the dad the attention for the whole week. Come on, man. Give the, us more than, than some attention. The birthday week was a big thing in my household, so let's make it a Father's Day week. It should be. That? It's up to you, Kings, man. <laughs> you got to make it happen for yourself. Rashad, glad to have you back. Good to see you, my guy. Again, sinuses, they just sound perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 are we out here today. <laughs> Not a problem. Thank you, everybody listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. And, yeah, we'll catch you on uh, Father's Day. Enjoy the Stanley Cup Finals. Enjoy the NBA Finals. And we will catch you next Sunday. Have a good one, Portland. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.